Hey, welcome to the Unchurched Podcast, where your hosts, Michael and Sean, discuss issues of church, life, and religion. No subject is off limits, and our honesty and humor drives our discussion. We welcome you to sit in on the conversation and laugh with us as we challenge serious things. So pour your drink, kick your feet up, and let's get started with the show. And we're live. We are live. Sean Dizzle. Mike Hizzle. Well, it's recording. I'm excited. I got a... I got a new microphone. I got a new interface. I'll be sounding good. You know what I'm saying? Man, oh man. I'm happy for you because it's about time. No more beard rubbing <laughs> <laughs> on the microphone. Yeah, let's clarify. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, that could have gone several different ways. Uh, but just different to ways. clarify, there's no more of my beard rubbing on a microphone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's good stuff, dude. Uh, Amazon is amazing, right? Yeah. I, other than today, have you um, tried to get on and search for any Prime deals? Their website, like, crashed. Yeah. <laughs> so before 3 o'clock Eastern time, I was able to get on and look at stuff and put a couple things in the queue. And then um, I was sitting outside and just enjoying a pipe for a bit. And... Um, Jenna comes outside and says, I can't get Amazon Prime to work. I can't get Amazon to work. Is it is yours doing this too? And I'm like, come on. I was very surprised. But uh, they just must be getting so much uh, of a response that they can't help it. System crash. Yeah. I'm sure the traffic has been insane. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. It's just the traffic. Which, yeah. I mean, good for them. Sure making that money yeah hopefully she's <laughs> like can you fix it said do i look like i work for amazon <laughs> i'm not in their it department i don't know anything about it i couldn't fix it if i wanted to yeah i'm sure they fixed it by now but i haven't been back on to find out well this was just like less than a half an hour ago it was still down oh okay yeah so yeah so not cool but whatever but happy recording day yeah good happy recording day so so i do want to mention that uh, today has been a crazy day for me and i've had such a brain fart like all day long I, i think part of it is uh the weekend that we had i picked up micah and lansing and Drove from there to Cincinnati to uh, visit family, and uh, we had a blast. And then after a long weekend of uh, pool time and you know traveling and pops and all of that stuff, uh, driving back to Lansing to drop Mike off, then driving home from there, dude, I was just my brain was just fried today completely fried so yeah it's a long haul yeah but we had fun and you know it's always great you know spending a weekend with extended family um but dude i was wiped out man i just barely (laughs) had anything to offer today so uh, i'm gonna give it my best bro well i don't judge yeah well even if you did you don't have a heaven or hell to put me in 
Yeah, it's true. It wouldn't matter anyway. Nah. But so, <laughs> so funny thing for you listeners out there, me and Sean were going to do something about the Pope. And yeah. uh, there was some stuff that came out and, and I sent it to him links to read and, and turns out uh, that um, a lot of the stuff ended up being just false. And the yeah. more I deep dove, <laughs> and Sean, I'm sure you would agree too, the more I deep dove into the Pope and uh, some of his stuff, I freaking like the guy. And I, <laughs> I really don't Yeah, like, I I do agree. Dude, I, I'm like trying to find, you know, something to talk about. And I'm like, this is false. This is false. I'm going on Snopes and just stuff is getting debunked after debunkery. And I, from from my perspective, the only problem with him is that he's making the church feel uncomfortable. And I like it. I yeah. think it's exactly what Unchurched Podcast is all about. So oh, uh, for sure. I maybe we'll do an episode soon, just uh, celebrating freaking Pope Francis, and let's do some continue to do some research and then talk about all the stuff that he's forcing change. How about that? Yeah, I'm, I'm down. I, uh, you know, I spent probably only 25 minutes reading through stuff, but yeah, the few things that I did read, it was just like, Oh, he sounds like his agenda kind of sounds like some of our agenda yeah. in a different way, but like, yeah, you know, trying to be more, accepting of people and religion and yeah not necessarily just condemning and i know he's kind of ruffling the feathers of the conservatives and yeah and i like that man i'm I'm really grown weary of conservatives in a Mm -hmm. lot of way a lot of ways i consider myself to be a conservative but i i'm very liberal in a lot of my views as well and um you blame my wife for that, but <laughs> I, you know, she's she's helped to open my eyes a little bit and be a little bit more uh, softer and not so rigid in some cases. But sure, this guy in his old age, man, is about as the middle of the road as can be. I think you know, and and like it's just one thing, and then we'll just move on to our topic for the day. But hit me. This one thing I read, I read this article Maybe today. One more time. <laughs> How to do it. Yeah, thanks. I, I read this article today about him uh, being in hot water for admonishing the priest to serve communion to people who are divorced and remarried. Dude, I'm divorced and remarried. I want to take yeah. communion. Dude, just that alone? Like, dude, man, that's a feather in his cap. Like, come on, man. Either Jesus died for all our sins or he didn't. Mm-hmm. You know, either his his blood is applicable to everything or it's not. But. Well, and I know we're not wanting to get into this right now, but we're kind of are. So, whatever, let's just ride the wave. But, like, <clears throat> it's kind of funny that it's taking us so long in our society 
to get there as faith-believing people because the rest of the world's, like, been on that page, you know? Sure. Sure. I mean, maybe not specifically about communion because they're probably not taking communion if they're not believers, but, I mean, it's just like, yeah, you were divorced and remarried. (laughs) Good for you. (laughs) Join the rest of the world, you know? At least 50% of the world, yeah, sure. So it's kind of funny that it's taken... I mean, it's a good thing, I I personally feel like. Oh, yeah. But I think it's funny that it's taking so long for people in, you know, I guess we could call it religious uh, power to finally be like, hey, this is kind of weird. Yeah. Like, let's knock that off. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, it's, I mean, I dare say refreshing... I don't know if that's the right word, but like it's it's just kind of neat to like see the change that you know. I mean, we talk about it even on this podcast, yeah. you know. Yeah, the refreshing Pope. Yeah, refreshing Francis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll get into it. We'll, we'll let's let's dedicate an episode to. I don't want to wait till the guy dies to celebrate all yeah. this good stuff. You know. How about Dude, we? Let's do it. We'll do it. Do it. Do it to it. That's a song in my head somehow. I don't know. I'm sorry. That was stupid. I don't even know if I know that song. Huh. Me either. And I, I almost don't want you to sing it to me. Yeah, I was about to exercise these vocals, brother, but you know what? <laughs> it is so funny. So, my wife and... Um, our best friend Katie, she they 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 would be singing, and uh, about whatever they'll be singing, and then they'll both look at me and say, "Come on in, Usher." Talking about me, because I swear I can sing. I can't sing as good as Usher, but I do swear. Dude, give I can us sing. a little sample. You know what I'm saying? Don't keep us wanting. Do re mi fa sol la ti do. I think all of those pitches were right on. So, thank you very much. I appreciate that. I think you were a little flat towards the end, but that's just me. But I didn't ask. All right. So, <laughs> dude, you've got news. I have news. Let's talk about it. So, uh, most of everyone I know now knows the news. Yeah. But, uh, went to the doctor the other day with my wife and we saw our little baby in her belly for the first time ever and it was fucking insane insert applause right here yes i mean dude it i mean you know because you know you got a kid yeah like obviously we knew before the doctor appointment and uh you know it's I don't know. It's just a whole new world when you see, you know, the sonogram happening and they're holding this freaking wand on her belly. And then it's like, and here's baby. <laughs> and it's like, and it uh, gets real. It wait, gets real. what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it, you know, it's alien looking and it's blob like, and it's the size of like a lemon or whatever. And yeah, it's super tiny. And, it's still just freaking crazy to think, like, I mean, she, like, my wife has 
a little thing inside of her that's one day going to be a, like a big human, you know, and it's stuff like <laughs> you said little thing. I mean, I've I've thought about before, but it's a whole other ball game when like it's happening to you or your wife and like you're living it, you know. Oh yeah. But anyway, super super excited. Only a little nervous. Um Perfect. And yeah, man, it's just it's been a joy like telling everyone that, you know, we love and care about before they just saw a post on Facebook or heard from someone else, you know, and All right. I'm gonna uh, interview you now. All right. This is exciting. There's gonna be a little lunt walking around. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> a little lunt. So how did you find out? How did you first know that she was pregnant? Okay, well, um, if she took a shit on the sheets, don't tell me. No, no, she was kind of feeling a little funky. Yeah, and we weren't necessarily trying oh. to impregnate. Oh, but we had sort of recently removed the restraints, so to speak. Of mm-hmm. preventing such a thing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, she just one day out of the blue to me was like, hey, I really think, like, I don't think that I'm pregnant, but it just to make sure, let's get a pregnancy test. And I'm, you know, me, I'm just like typical guy, I guess, like, yeah, okay, sure, but <laughs> you don't need to because you're not pregnant. <laughs> and then it was positive. Boom. Funny thing, though, so, and this might be a little too TMI, but she peed on the stick, right? TMI. She might kill me. Because she definitely listens to all of these, but whatever. Um, Do it. So the first one, I'm thinking, okay, it's 99.9% pot like sure. Just like condoms. So that that means there's a 0.1% chance that it's not sure (laughs) yeah so i'm reading the box i'm taking out the paper i'm reading everything you know i'm like doing my homework on these things and i find out there's another way to take it so we do the other way thinking oh okay well maybe you know maybe the first way was wrong or whatever i don't know because again to me there's a 0.1 percent chance that I see. She's not pregnant, and this is, you know, maybe it's a faulty thing, or sure. I don't know. Sure. You know, never been here before. Sure. Well, we take it the other way, and it's positive. And at that point, I'm still kind of like, uh. yeah, but it's like 0.1% that it's not right, correct? <laughs> <laughs> so we do what everyone does these days. We hop on Google, and we read the shit out of everything we possibly can. Of course. And then we just look at each other for a little bit of time, not saying anything. And then we just kind of come to grips with, like, so we're pregnant? (laughs) (laughs) But, dude, I was hanging on to that 0.1% for a a minute. Not going to lie. Dude, that is awesome. Yeah, so we found out uh, I was probably five or six weeks in when uh, when we had that discovery night. Yeah. 
What else you got? What are the questions? Ooh, I love it, bro. I absolutely love it. And me and Jenna are super stoked for you because it's awesome. Yeah, thanks, absolutely man. awesome, dude. All right, what is the thing that you are most excited about? Um, being a dad. Man, that's kind of a tough one because it's still so new. I mean, we're only at 11 weeks this week. Uh-huh. So I'm still in the balance of, like, being excited and then being nervous. But it's not like a... I don't know how to explain it. Like, I mean, crack whores have babies. And they do okay, <laughs> relatively speaking. So, like, <laughs> obviously, anyone can be a mom. And anyone can be a dad. So now the question is, like, I don't want to just be a parent. I want to be the best parent. And I want to, you know, be a great dad and teach my son or daughter who Jesus is and sure. do that correctly. And, you know, like, I, I want to leave this one day 18 year old with, okay, there's really not much else I can teach you. Like, you have to learn everything else on your own, but I've set you up for success, hopefully. So the choice is yours. So that's kind of the part that, you know, makes me a little nervous. So anyway, I guess to answer your question, though, I mean, I'm looking forward to, uh, I guess, just meeting him or her and learning who they are. You know, like learning their personality and learning their laugh and, you know, because we're, we're all different. So sure. I think discovering that, like with my wife, with this little baby that we, you know, created, but yeah. that ultimately God created, yeah. I think that's probably going to be the one of the top things I'm excited for. All right. Here's a question that is... Uh, not all that clean, but how freaking manly does it feel that your seed, boom, just popped into an egg? Dude, you, I mean, you gotta feel, this has gotta feel manly, right? Yeah, I mean, there's, you know, less things in life that guys feel manly about and this is probably one of the manliest of them yeah, yeah. and you know I, I don't know i can't speak for anyone else you you either but like i think for me there was this question of like i mean i wasn't some guy who slept around you know i've i've only been with one other person aside of, from brooke and to my knowledge no pregnancy was ever uh, a thing. <laughs> That's good. And so anyway, like I, you know, I had, I guess a question of like, well, I don't, I don't even know if like I can produce, you know? Yeah. I mean, obviously I can produce the content, but you know, do my boys work kind of thing. And <laughs> is there any substance to the content? Yeah. And you know, being <laughs> 32, it's kind of like, all right, any well, power. I'm only getting older. Like, I don't know. Sure. You know, so. Sure. You know, there's. But yeah, there's I mean, definitely a... feel manly because it's yeah. like, hell yeah, my freaking little guy made it. <laughs> of course. Well, uh, a million little guys made it. But uh, yeah, 
maybe one survived and got to the egg, right? All it takes mm -hmm. is one. Might produce yep. a million, but all it takes is one, right? Yeah, you know, there's this theory that, you know, young, when you're, when you're having babies and you're youth and you're strong and strapping and strong, uh, you'll produce a young, you know, strapping strong baby, right? Like, you'll produce mm -hmm. a baby that's like, uh, you know, the, the potency of your youth. And uh, they say, you know, for the people that wait later on in life to produce kids and they're a little bit more frail and state and not as strong. Those are the babies that eventually, you know, become kids that wear cardigans. <laughs> <laughs> and instead of lifting weights, they want to play croquet or something like that. So, I mean, 32, dude, I mean, you're in your early, early 30s. You're not too old, not too young. I think it's the perfect age to have kids, man. And boom, you knocked that out of the park, bro. That's awesome. That's awesome. Sure did. Yeah. Boom. So what are you hoping for, a boy or a girl? I know it's a very hard question to answer, and it takes a whole lot of, like, evaluation of, you know, with you and your wife and all of that, but you personally, you're the co-host of this show, uh, of this Me podcast. Personally, what do you want? I don't, I don't prefer either one. Hmm. I, I mean, if it's a boy, sweet. I can show him how to pee on an Oreo and, you know, or a, a Cheerio and, you know, I can have masturbation talks. And, <laughs> I, about to say, I mean, I can, peas I can do all of that. What? Well, not Oreos, a Cheerio. <laughs> I think I just want an Oreo. I don't know. Who pees on who pees on Cheerios? What is that? The Cheerio in the toilet? Like to aim at? Oh my god. Alright, no, okay. See, I learned to pee on turds. I don't But oh. okay. Alright, yeah. So you always had to poop and then Yeah, I well <laughs> I, I stood up okay, and wait. peed on your turd? Time out. No, I don't mean I peed on turds. What I mean is, <laughs> let me let me backtrack. I mean, you said it. I know, bro. I know. It was my well. You said Oreos. Damn it! All right. So hold on. When there's streaks in the toilet, or if there's like a piece of this is so gross. God, this is. No, oh, the remnants of a turd. Yeah, so it's like you know the little pieces on the wall, dude. Our mm. wives just yeah. cut this podcast off. All right. Um. Uh, the little side on the on the wall, you know, you got a little. Dude, they crap too. They know what's up. You got a little brown that's left on the toilet, you know. You as a kid, you grow up. I do know cleaning yeah. the toilet with your pee. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, I would think that that's a. I, hey, if you want to teach the Cheerio, more power to you, bud. Probably just gonna plop Cheerio in there and be like. Try and hit the Cheerio, buddy. <laughs> that's probably Daddy already cleaned up the shit on the side of the toilet for you. Maybe that says more about you than <laughs> it does about me. All right. Anyway, please continue. The Cheerio, by all means. I get it. I understand. No, I'm just saying. My, I mean, my point is like, if it's a boy, sure, I'll do the boy things and love it. And if it's a yeah. girl, then. I'll lean on Brooke to do the girly things, but I'm still gonna, you know, it's gonna be my little baby girl. So yeah, watch out, all you asshole fuckers out there! I'll slit your balls off. 
Dude, that's uh, quite a bit of violence, and you don't know the sex yet, so. Yeah, well, I'm just, I'm just warning, you know, if you're listening to this podcast and you're having a baby and it's a boy and I have a girl, it's probably best just to, you know, not let your boy look at my girl. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's amazing. No, I'm kidding. Of course. I think. Of course. But no, I mean, honestly, I don't, I don't really care. Yeah. I mean, I could care less, like whatever it is. Uh, now, okay. for Brooke, I know she's not here, but she's my wife, so I can kind of speak for her. Sure. She's kind of leaning towards a boy. Really? And I think some of that is because the long term, we want to have no more than two children. Okay. So, growing up with siblings, she was kind of the older brother, even though she was a sister. Understood. So she would rather have a boy first for whatever happens next. Mm -hmm. And then if we do have a girl or another boy, you have big brother. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Sure. No, I get it. That's cool. That's a good way to look at it. Um, I mean, obviously, she's bringing in her her own experience, as you will be as well. Uh, So Mm -hmm. absolutely. I get it. I totally get it. That's cool. Uh, but, I mean, even though she's kind of leaning more towards the boy, I mean, obviously, whatever we have, we're going to love and cherish and be super happy for and with, you know? Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> you're asking me all these questions, but, like, you've been a dad for a minute, so, like, do you remember, like, some of this stuff, like, going through it and, like, what did you, did you want a boy? Did you want a girl? Yeah. Yeah. I, w- I kind of want to interview you, and you can interview me later some other time. Oh, you're not done? No, I'm not done. You kidding oh, me? Oh, all right. Bring no, it on. dude. We're, we're less than 30 minutes in, bro. What else you got? <laughs> but yes, to answer your question, yes, I knew that I always wanted a boy, and I had a boy. So, uh, I'm a uh. firm believer that I am a baby boy maker. I don't think anything different is going to happen. So, but we'll see down the road. Anyway, uh, all right. So you're open to either a boy or a girl, and Brooks is she's totally fine with going with the boy first. Yeah. Sweet. So, whether you have a boy or a girl, uh. are you going to allow them to be June? <laughs> Tinder neutral. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Well, (laughs) good Lord. First off, I'm just going to say this. I'm joking. (laughs) Um, We're the parents and all them people who say you should ask your little baby before you change their diaper if it's okay that you change their diaper. Can just go fuck yourself. I mean, have you heard that? Yes, yes. We've talked about it. You and I have talked about it. This is this is just I mean, to me, my opinion, that's complete and utter bullshit. Yeah, for sure. First, how do you know that the little kid's answering you back? And two, we're just gonna let it sit in its own shit. (laughs) You're being a great parent now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but so, I mean, 
that's kind of a real thing. I mean, if it, you know, yeah. if at some age it decides, hey, I'm gay, I don't know what I'm going to do. I mean, I know I'm going to love him or her. Sure. But. Of course you will. I mean, I, I don't know. I guess I can't fully yeah, say. Yeah. Well, you know what, though? I, I am a firm believer that if your kid grows up gay or not, whatever, it doesn't matter. Uh, it is no reflection on you and the job that you've done. Right. Because the mm-hmm. fact is, is that you as a parent, you're going to do the best that you can. And, um, you know, one thing my dad taught me or told me when I was, I don't know, 20 years old, something. It was like one of the final life lessons he he uh, he wanted to give me before I moved out of his house. He says, uh, he says, you know, son, uh he says, no matter what anybody says or does, the fact is, is that I can only give you what I've been given. Right. That's it. That's the lesson. You can only give your kid what you've been given. Hmm. And and I don't mean to stop at what you've been given from your parents. I mean, to go on from there as in what you've been given by life as right. well your life experience how you've how you've been brought up because obviously a kid doesn't just receive everything from a parent right there's aunties there's uncles and i know different races not everybody says aunties i say aunties not everybody does i'm white i say aunt yeah that's so whack but you know i mean no judgment uh aunties uncles you know, uh, cousins, siblings, you know, all, all of that goes to shape a person's world and to shape, shape their, shape their, uh, what do you call it? Worldview. Um, uh, mm-hmm. but, a, a, a parent is, uh, quite limited in what they're able to provide a child, um, uh, to shape them. Uh, it's, I mean, you, you, you the only thing you can do is what you know. You can only do what you know. And that was the lesson sure. that my dad taught me. You can only do what you know. And the fact is, is that you're, you're going to find out 20 years later that there was a better way to do things. Right? But you can only do what you know. You know, there's things that I do with my kid that my dad didn't necessarily do with me. You know? Mm-hmm. No fault to his own, but he could only do what he knew. So that leads me to my next question. What are some takeaways from your childhood that are positive that you think that you will implement with your new child? I think that's a good question. I'm a horrible interviewer. I'm sorry, but... That's a good question. <clears throat> that is a good question. Um, man. And two things about it is you're asking me to go deep. And another thing is you're asking someone who's horrible, is mem- like whose memory is absolutely horrible. I, you know, not only that, bro, I'm asking you not to be cynical right now. You can be cynical later. Yeah. 
I mean, stuff that sticks out immediately is just like, you know, doing family barbecues or, you know, we used to all get together on Christmas and just enjoy family and go on a trip and just enjoy being a family, you know, like that's something that my family per se doesn't really do anymore these days because we're all kind of spread out and, you know, we're all older and kids had kids and so on and so forth. But, you know, I, I, I mean, uh, two huge things, that would be one of them. And another is, you know, despite the, uh, some of the methods of teaching me the Bible and Jesus and faith. Yeah. I definitely grew up in a faith believing, uh, environment faith-believing environment (laughs) yeah you meet an environment of faith yeah yeah like we you know there was christian faith uh, specifically right not buddhist or islam right yes yeah okay i I thought that was kind of implied given yeah yeah but yeah i mean growing up knowing about christ and him being a part of the family you know not just something that you hear about and you know whatever because you know again some things were forced on me that's like well it's not really (laughs) it's not really the bible but other things were and you know those things stuck for sure and i cherish that and I, i appreciate that that's cool that's cool i i think that you know when it comes down to, you know, bringing another person to the world, man, we, we got to consider those things. And I think it kind of naturally puts us in the mindset of thinking about what was good about our childhood and wanting to revive that. Especially for us that, you know, if you didn't grow up with the Internet, you know, you weren't able to, to call or page your friends or text your friends to see if they were home, right? Yeah, yeah. you had to actually walk over to their house or ride yeah, your, I'd get on my bike, ride and your ride bike over, over there to their house. Yeah, usually talk to the parents. Hey, can Tim yeah. come out and play? Yeah, <laughs> hey, Mister Johnson, can I talk to Hank? You know, is Hank home or you know, whatever? Sure. Uh, you know, those are not only uh, cultural things generational things but they're they're um it, it's it's cultural it, it's something that should be established it's a, a respect that should be established and an experience that should be established uh early on early on like so my son who's who's going to be 11 this year uh does not have a cell phone still right now he doesn't have mm-hmm. a cell phone and for the last few months i've been like struggling with whether or not they give him a cell phone because I, I didn't get a cell phone until I was in high school. Because, well, part of the reason is because cell phones were so huge back then, right? And, yeah. and you know, crappy. But, um, you know, there was no texting until I was an adult. Like, that just didn't exist for me in my world. Um, yeah. And I want my son to be able to uh, have the experience of going to knock on a neighbor's door and saying, hello, Mr. So-and-so or Mrs. So-and-so, 
is so-and-so home? You know, is your kid home? I want to play basketball or I want to go ride bikes together or whatever the case may be. I want them. To ha- I want him to have that experience. Uh, you know, this is just one of the good things that you can pass along. It's a very arbitrary, small thing. But nevertheless, um, you've got 30, over 30 um, years of experience to put into your child. And as your child gets older, your experience gets, gets better and increases. And the value of which you can introduce to that child um, will be multiplied. And I think it's a beautiful thing, and, and it's something to be celebrated. So, um, I can dig it. I can dig it, bro. Well, pardon the interruption, but I just wanted to take a few brief moments and tell you about HotMikeCity.com. Now, if you're in need of uh, professional voiceovers for virtually any project, uh, maybe it's something for your church, maybe it's for your business, um, whatever the case may be, Michael has one of them voices. On top of that, he's been professionally trained. He has professional audio equipment. I mean, don't take my word for it. Take take a little listen to this demo. Welcome to Commercial Sales. This course is part of a... Smooth Jazz 105.9 FM. Roughly 5 million Americans don't even know where their next meal will come from. Welcome to Evangel Christian Churches. It don't get much better than that. So, if you need professional voiceover for any project, check out hotmikecity.com. That's H-O-T-M-I-K-E-C-I-T-Y.com. So, next question is, um, just to be honest and maybe not too cynical, but... Are there some things from your childhood that you don't want to give to your kid? And and I'm asking because, you know, uh, some people grow up in very dysfunctional homes and have a very uh, traumatic, traumatic background. And instead of learning the positive of what to do, they learn what not to do. So yeah. are, are there some things that you may have been thinking about since you found out that now you're about to be a new dad, you know, that some things that you've, you know, kind of made a decision or just a mental note as to something that you don't want to do with your kid. I mean, without bashing your parents or anything, what's something sure. that you don't want to do? Well, for me, I mean, the immediate thing is just be there for my son or daughter. Just being a present dad <laughs> and yeah. a father, you know, because to me, there's a huge difference between a father and a dad. And that's because since before I was one, I never knew my father. So to yeah. call him dad is to me just, I mean, he's not my dad. Yeah. I have a stepdad and I call him dad. And before him, I called my grandfather dad because he was the dad figure. But anyway, that's, you know, that's just me and, and whatever. So No, that's a one, really good point, bro. That's a very, very good point. I mean, don't gloss I over mean, it, bro. Anyone that's can good. be a father, I feel like. Yes. You know, anyone can have sex and shoot their seed sure. and 
you know. No, it's a good point. Grab on and there you go. But to be a dad to me is like you're present and you're loving and you're trying. Yeah. And half the battle, G.I. Joe, is just (laughs) fucking being there, you know? (laughs) And knowing is half the battle. Um, And I think another thing is argue like arguing well and then like letting our child see the resolve of the argument now let me pause you there arguing well as in you and brooke or do you mean arguing with your kids well yep so between me and brooke when we get into a disagreement yeah i mean i'm not trying to dog you know my parents but a lot of times I would see a flat out, you know, yelling match and there'd be a lot of anger and then it would just, that would be it. I would never see any type of makeup or resolve or conclusion. It was just kind of like, okay, so you just get mad and then things go away. And like, honestly, that kind of helped sculpt my, I mean, I have anger issues Yeah. and I can get heated super quick. Yeah. But I can't like I have a hard time forgiving and I have a hard time letting go. Yeah. And I like I need resolve. Yeah. Like I have to have there has to be a conclusion. And until there's a conclusion, I will nag and nag and keep going and keep going. <laughs> and I don't want to impart that onto my child. Yeah. So like one, I mean, we you know, we're still only a little over six months into this thing is a wed, you know, is uh, newlyweds or whatever. But sure, but we don't really even argue or fight like you know. I've seen my parents, or honestly, I've seen other people's parents. You know, like yeah. just out and about or whatever. So that's cool. But even when we do, I want my child to know, like, okay, mommy and daddy had an argument. And then there is a conclusion and there was a, I love you. We came to this thing. Okay, cool. Let's go on. You know? Yeah. And then the makeup sex happened. (laughs) Go in the other room. Shut your door. Put your iPod on. (laughs) (laughs) Mommy and daddy are going to solidify this whole thing right now. (laughs) We're going to make it straight. And make another baby. Yeah. That's, that's like, seriously an important thing for me because I, that's one thing I don't want, you know, our child growing up in is this chaotic, anger-filled, you know, extreme moment, and then it just, that's it, it never resolves or goes anywhere, and you're just like, what? Sure. <laughs> I, I don't understand. I don't understand. Yeah. I don't know if that makes any sense yeah. or not, but. No, it made perfect sense, bro. Perfect sense. Um, I like it. I like it. We all have something that we don't want to impart. And it's not a, you know, you don't necessarily have to make a promise to yourself that you're not going to do it. But I think that there's something to be said about being able to evaluate yourself and your past experiences, locate yourself. And then process what's healthy and what is not and be able mm-hmm. to carry forward that which is healthy and 
cut away that which is unhealthy. That takes a person that is, for all intents and purposes, mature. Right? And so, I mean, we're talking maturity. You have to be, as the father and as the mother, as the parent, you have to be the mature person in the relationship <clears throat> with a kid. And, uh, and so it takes... You know, it takes a lot of maturity. Well, and I mean, I'm not a parent yet, but I think being aware is just probably a big chunk of that, you know? Absolutely. For sure. Like, I'm I'm aware that that affected me as a kid (sighs) and as a teen. And honestly, sometimes still affects me. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Oh, sure. And I think being aware of that, it kind of just helps with like, okay, I'm not doing that. Yeah. I don't want to be that. And I definitely don't want to raise another person to be that way, you know? Yeah. So you see your own character flaws. And you see your own limitations. Give me a strength that you see within yourself that you want to pass on to your kid. You're 32 now, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So you've gained some strengths and some weaknesses. So give me a strength that you know that you have that you want to pass on to your kid whether boy or girl doesn't matter and, super easy and, and name a name a weakness that you want to avoid passing on to your child well the easy one is the strength and that is healthy sperm <laughs> Boom, passing it along. You know what I'm saying? God, stop. <laughs> uh, all right, for real. Strengths and weaknesses. Pass on, oh, not man. to pass on. A strength. Oh, I always hate this part. Dude, I've, <sighs> I've done so many, like, kind of like mock interviews and. And, you know, putting together resumes and I have to do performance reviews every year. It's the hardest thing in the world to talk about strengths and weaknesses because you don't want to make yourself sound too weak. You don't want to make yourself sound too strong. You want humility. You don't want (laughs) to be too prideful. You don't want to be too cocky. But you know what, bro? This is the unchurched podcast and this is the no judgment zone. So. So Just give it to me, bro. I mean, I think one of my strengths, and this might be kind of funny, but I don't freak out generally, like hardly ever, actually. Like, I'm not wound up tight. I mean, dude, just a for instance, so when I was um, back in the college days, so to speak, mm-hmm. um, well, there was a tornado that had, was coming towards us. Right, and we lived on a second floor apartment building. Okay, yeah. My roommates are freaking out, and they're like, "We need to go to you know this other apartment because it's downstairs. Like, we need to go now. Like, the, the tornado's coming." And I was literally like, just lounging on the couch trying to go to sleep because it was kind of like later at night that this was happening. And literally, they're all rushing around and freaking out like chickens with their heads cut off and. They're like, dude, are you coming? Like, we're leaving right now. And I was like, no, nah, I'll be good. Like, we'll be good. I'm just going to stay here. <laughs> and I just laid on the couch. Yeah. Like, 
I and that's just one stupid for instance, but that's kind of my personality in a nutshell. Like I I don't scare too easily most of the time. I mean, I'm obviously not all the time, but like I just I'm pretty super chill and down to earth. Yeah. And I really hope that, you know, whatever we have and whoever they become or are when they're born, like I hope they kind of have that part of me where someone could sit across from me and tell me I'm a piece of shit and I'm going to hell and I've done X, Y, and Z. And like, yeah, I'll, I'll get a little angry, but I'm just going to sit there and be like, fuck you, dude. Like, I don't give a shit who you are or what you think. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't going to bother me much. Yeah. Or like, you know, people get up in your face and want to fight. And it's like, bro, think about what you're saying. If you're going to hit me, you would have already been hit me. So you're going to hit me. All right, then get out of my face. <laughs> I don't know. I just have that kind of like a bear instinct about me where it's like, yeah, I'll let you poke me a couple times, but don't do it too many times because I'll fucking kill your ass. Guarantee <laughs> you that. But I'll let it go for a minute, you know? Sure, sure. And I, I really hope that, you know, my kid or kids will have... <laughs> At least some of that. Yeah, that long-suffering, patience, kindness, temperance. Yeah, and again, I'm Love. not trying to be Jesus. Like, you know, I got my stuff. No, you are trying to be part, Jesus, and that's good. You should be Jesus to your kids. Well, I mean, I mean, perfect, you know. Like, I, I mess up, and I yeah. get heated, or, you know. I, Brooke scared me the other day, because, <laughs> dude, I'm on, I know I'm kind of getting off topic, and I'll get to the weakness here in a second, but... yeah. So when we're driving down the road, sometimes at random, I'll just be like, and she'll be like, and like freak out. And then she'll be like, oh, I hate you. And yeah. she'll slap me, you know, and then we'll make out and it's awesome. But like, sure. It's just fun to scare people. Yeah. But anyway, she, she got me the other day, man. She usually can't get me and she got me. Yeah, she turned the corner and I was looking down at my phone and it was kind of dark and I was like, "Oh my good lord!" <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, Micah and Jenna they they go back and forth together, uh, scaring each scaring? other all the time, nice. dude. Every other weekend when he's here, it is absolutely like intentionally or unintentionally. Intentionally. No, it completely okay. intentionally. So Micah gets up first. I'll get up after him. I'll come downstairs. And Jenna's, she's just hilariously lo in love with sleep. So <laughs> she'll stay in the You're bed. Not wrong with that, though. No, there's nothing wrong with that. She'll stay in bed. And uh, I'll come downstairs. He'll, he'll be in a tiger's blanket watching cartoons. I'll be making breakfast. She'll start coming down the stairs. She'll wake up, starts coming down the stairs. He'll get over on the couch. And he'll go the opposite direction. So so I've got a... You know the house, but the listeners don't know the house. Yeah. So I've got a this house where it's an open floor plan. So you can stand in the living room, in the formal living room, look through the dining room to the den. Mm -hmm. And it's a big section of, on one side, on the east side. But on the west side of the living room, so can imagine the living room split in half, there's a wall that separates the kitchen from the living room. 
And it's almost like an L. It is. It's almost like an L. So at the at the L, you've got the you've got the uh, the line being the the living room being the the bottom of the L, and then you look through the living room, you see the dining room and the den. The kitchen looks right into the dining room that's in the middle, and there's a wall separating the kitchen from the den, uh, from the living room. Uh, and so he'll go through the den. He'll be in the den. He'll go through the dining room, go into the living room while Jenna's coming down the stairs and going through the doorway to get into the kitchen. And then he'll sneak up behind her and scare her just, real loud. <laughs> and she'll freak out. Right? <laughs> and then Micah will go take a poop in the, in the spare bathroom that is like halfway between the first floor and the second floor. Mm-hmm. And which there's a door from the kitchen to go to the to the half bath. So Jenna will stand behind the door in the kitchen while Mike is taking a poop. She's and then waiting. as he comes up the stairs, just three steps to get into the kitchen, she'll be hiding behind the door and ah! and scare the crap out of him. <laughs> And then they just go back and forth all the time. That's what they do. They just go back and forth, scaring the literal shit out of each other. And it is absolutely hilarious. It doesn't matter what I'm doing. I might be trying to have some quiet time with God, you know, because I'm kind of deep. I might be reading a book, you know, doing something Mm -hmm. spiritual. They're running around scaring each other and disturbing my peace. It's a damn shame. It is. All right, bro. I haven't forgotten where you're at. The weakness that you don't want to transfer to your kids. Go. Oh, it's such a tough one, man. It's not that tough, bro. You know yourself I'm, better than anybody I mean, else. I'm, I'm even just sitting here trying to think of a weakness because there's so few and far between. Dude, I know you're so holy and righteous and perfect. You know, <laughs> Jesus says no one knows the heart of a man but the spirit of the man. Yeah. yeah no, I'm... Um, obviously kidding i think one of my biggest weaknesses is my temper yeah and to elaborate i don't just mean like first off i'm not some bull in a china closet like i don't beat people i've honestly what's the china closet bull in a china closet you've never heard that bull in a china shop i've heard but never a bull in a china closet Oh, same thing, my brother. (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right. Konnichiwa. Konnichiwa. Oh, bull in a china closet. All right, here we go. Closet in a store in a shop. Whatever, (laughs) whatever you say. My point is, I don't, I don't like beat people. I don't, you know. You're not an abusive husband. Yeah, or just. Just an abusive person. Like, I don't... Sure. That's not my thing. No. I can just... I can get really heated and then lash out, like, verbally or, uh, I guess, emotionally. Like, you can be dead to me real fucking quick. Quicker than Drake. Wow. Like, you you know... And I've worked on that a little bit, and God has healed me for, you know, through some of it. And some of it, I'm still being healed on and learning the process of. Yeah. But 
I just don't want people to think like I'm this raging asshole. It's just like sees red and is like, oh, Hulk oh, smash. You know, who cares what people think? We're two friends talking. I just want to know what you don't yeah. want to pass on to your kid, regardless. Well, I don't want I don't want my kid to get the the emotional destructiveness of the angry side of me. Okay. Because it can alienate and it can do way more harm in the name of protection. And I think we've talked about that. I know we have on the podcast about if I can keep you at arm's length because I don't know if you're ever going to hurt me, then that's what I'm going to do kind of thing. Yes. So I, I, I really hope that, you know, that's one thing I don't, I don't ever wish upon my children. You know, I think the good thing about that is that something like that, and and I'm, listen, I'm not trying to deduce you. We're friends. I don't care to counsel you. A a lot of that could be rooted in insecurity. And the fact that you would give your kid unconditional love despite their performance. Mm -hmm. Dude, I think that shit would just melt away like butter in a microwave, bro. Well, that makes sense. I get you. Yeah. I mean, that's that's not a dig against you. That's just like straight up truth. Like No, no. I, I got you. The, the, the answer to insecurity is unconditional love. The answer to insecurity is actually perceived unconditional love. And I think something... I, I, I believe with all my heart that you and Brooke would be able to love your kid in such a way that uh, you know, certain insecurities just won't exist for them. I'd be willing to well, bet. Well, it's definitely the hope and the prayer. Yeah, I'd be willing to bet. I'd be willing to bet that, uh, that there would be enough love between the two of you to this child that um certain insecurities that the two of you may have or you know that will not be passed along I've got no doubt in my mind so thanks bro yeah for sure man I mean that's a compliment to you and to her as 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 far as I could give you know you guys mm-hmm. are I, I believe 100% and just let me just get Satisfyingly deep for a second. Oh, yeah. I think that between you and wifey, that you guys have to, what you guys have to offer to a person coming into this world for the first time, a brand new baby, whatever the identity or whatever the gender may be. Uh, whether their sexual orientation relates to their sex or not, <laughs> whether they're non-binary or whatever the case may be, man, I really, really believe that the two of you love Jesus enough and love each other enough to love this kid enough to where there would be a supernatural endowment of security, of significance, of identity, that that they would grow up in a household and, in, and within a family that that um, that absolutely supports them 
and pushes them to be better than what they are. And that's all that you could really give a kid. And, and at the end of the day, to push your kid to be better than you are. And I think you have the upper hand already just because of your relationship with God and your relationship with your wife. I truly believe that, that you have the upper hand and that you're going to be a fucking good father. Amen, bro. I receive it. I really do, man. I believe wholeheartedly with everything in me. You'll be a good, good father. It's who you are. It's who he was. It's who he was going to be. It's who he is yesterday. Good, good father. All right, there's my vocals. It's awful. Can I just be real? Be real, brother. I loathe that song. No. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I really do. We just lost listeners right there. Dude, that's I a good ju- song. God, I, yeah, I mean, I get it. I, I don't not like the message. Yeah. There's just something about, like, I don't know. Ever since I first heard it and then, like, mm-hmm. had to play it at church camp. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, dear Lord. Can I be honest with you? Can I be honest with you? Of course I can. I agree with you 100%. I fucking hate that song. But (laughs) for a different reason. I don't know. Maybe it's the same reason. But for me, that song sucks for one reason and one reason alone. The repetition. Yes. That's it. Like, the words are awesome. The melody is good. The music behind it is incredible. Oh, yeah. Super catchy. Oh, God. It is like. I mean, I'll be singing it for the next three days uh, just because we're making a crack at it. Well, I'm (laughs) going to sleep it off tonight, I hope. Um, but, But seriously, dude, it's the repetition. There's nothing more than I hate than repetition over and over and over and over again. Sing it over and over and over and over again. When it comes down to worship, dude, that it just. So we were in Cincinnati. My cousin says, you know, there's sometimes I'm listening to Bob Marley. Sometimes I'm listening to, you know, Queen or, you know, whatever. He's naming this stuff. He said, but you know what, bro? There's a lot of times I just listen to Christian music. And I looked at him and said, bro, let me be honest with you. <laughs> I hate Christian music. I hate CCM. I hate all of the crap because you know what? At the end of the day, I'm just so tired of the repetition. The songs, they just, they sound the same. They just repeat stuff over and over and over and over and over again. And it gets exhausting after a while. You know what sucks though? Mm. For both of us? What? Isaiah 5. Isaiah 5? They just... Sing holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty oh, yeah, who was and is and is to come. Bro. Over. Yeah. And over. We're screwed. And over. Yeah. We get to heaven. They're just going to keep singing the same thing over and over again. Although that's the seraphim. So maybe we'll be in some other part of heaven. We'll be like. No, you you know, know what? I'm sure that we'll boys be. Boys men style worship or something. I'm sure we'll be in awe of God when we get there. And the only thing oh, we'll yeah, be able I mean, to say is the same thing over and over again as well. And you I know can't what? even imagine. I'll give you another kicker, bro. My father-in-law. Actually, I can only imagine. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. Boom. Get it? CCM. 
Uh, I just died a little inside. <laughs> <laughs> mercy me, bro. <laughs> I know mercy me. So, so my father-in-law's preached a, me- a message. He's a pastor, and he preached a message a couple times. Uh, it, 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 he has a saying. Okay, not the same, not the whole message, but he has this this saying that he's presented in a few different messages that we should not be annoyed by repetition because Jesus was repetitious. If you read the New Testament, there's plenty of times where he says, again, I say unto you, or and again, I say unto you, and he says it over and over again, again, I say it unto you. And, and the whole point of the segment was that it's through repetition that we learn and it's through repetition that we build muscle, spiritual muscle. So the more we practice something, and this is this is also very satisfyingly deep, but whatever. The more we practice something, the more it becomes uh, nature. Sure. So repetition is not necessarily a bad thing. But when it comes down to my individual worship, believe me, I don't care to keep repeating the same thing over and over again. Hmm. I'm kind of right there with you. Call me a heathen. Call me a whatever you want to call me. But You're uh, a backslidden pagan. Dude. Even in arguments with my wife, it's like, oh my God, can you just stop repeating this? There's just, <laughs> no, there's just nothing worse. Or it's like, oh my God, I cannot believe I'm repeating this again. I hate repeating myself. I hate, I just, I'm just not a fan of repetition. That being well, said, everyone can be as smart as you, Michael. That being said, in my defense of hating repetition, I do repeat a lot of things. And I don't think that you can meditate without repetition. And I'm a big proponent of meditation. I believe in meditation. I believe that we all should meditate. I believe we should have a podcast all about meditation. I really do. At least all an episode. Right. We should do an episode on meditation. And it's I'm all about repetition. On that one. Say it again? I'm going to get some incense to burn for that yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah, maybe some green and brown and different colors that smell really nice and put you in a calming state. Hmm. Yeah. Big proponent of repetition, and I hate it at the same time. It's the dichotomy of life. And it is something that parenthood will give you. And as a parent, you will love repeating yourself because you know that you're teaching a lesson and you will hate repeating yourself at the same time because you don't know why the lesson isn't sinking in. (laughs) Can't wait. And it's annoying and it's refreshing and calming and stressful and you learn that life is a dichotomy it's not hypocritical it is a struggle of two different ideas at the same time and you try to figure it out and you mess up and you screw up and then you get it right and then you kiss the boo-boos and then you realize that kids are resilient and you realize that they are the most forgiving and most loving people in the world and that They are the most vulnerable people in the world as well. And 
the ones that are most needy as well. And it's a beautiful fuck up. Kind of making me rethink being excited about all of this. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's, it's, it, it really. All right. I'll show you one story before we close this thing down. So my son has a ton of allergies, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he's allergic to dairy, nuts, eggs, sweet potatoes, peas, and soy. Okay. That's a whole lot of stuff to try and um, tell a waitress when you go to a <laughs> restaurant. Okay. That being said, it's quite easy. But if I could tell you anything when it comes down to parenting or, or just being a father is to cherish the very, very small things that these small glimpses that come here and there. Because uh, I think most men will tell you that a kid is a, it's a mother's child growing up. And I think fatherhood is most enjoyable uh, after puberty, hmm. in my opinion, it's most enjoyable after after puberty. Uh, if you did it right, in my opinion, this is Michael Hines speaking here. But there are moments, there's glimpses when your kid is uh, not in mommy mode, and they're in daddy mode, that you want to seize and you want to hold on to, because they'll give you fuel. Or when puberty hits and, you know, children are raging monsters. And, and that's for <laughs> boys and girls. They're raging monsters uh, for, for puberty by and large. Um, so there's this one time, you know, Micah still hasn't really hit puberty yet. He's not in full swing yet. So this is why I'm telling you this perspective. There have been, so now almost 11 years of just glimpses of, uh, the joy of being a dad. So given his allergies, his dairy allergy is one of the, the largest ones. I think the most severe is peanut allergies or nut allergies, but the second most severe is dairy. Okay. He gets a, a hint of dairy and he's projectile vomiting. So it's, it's not good. But he looked at me one day, we were ordering pizza, and you know Jets. Jets is, let's mm-hmm. get Jets. It's absolutely incredible, right? Well, Jets is the only pizza in Detroit that I found that he can have because the dough isn't made with eggs. There's no nothing that he's allergic to in the dough, and they don't uh, use butter in their pans for the dough. Uh they use olive oil. So he can get a cheeseless pizza with all the toppings on it because there's no dairy. Yeah. Right. So we're trying to figure out what to do. You know, he can't have pizza. Right. And so we're sitting down and we're, we're talking and Micah looks at me and he says, daddy, you know what? When God heals me of my allergies, the first thing I want to do is eat a pizza with you. <laughs> and dude, I damn fucking broke down in tears. I cried my eyes out. 
I thought that was the sweetest thing, the sweetest gesture. And it was like, you know what? Even though, you know, him, me and his mom are not together anymore. Uh, then I'm still making an impact in his life. And he still loves me as, you know, as, as much as he can. And and that, like, he saw value in wanting to share something with me that I love. Because I'm yeah. a fat fuck and I love pizza. <laughs> I especially love jets, Jet Ten with Turbo Crust. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Though that it was a moment in time that I was able to capture and that I'll remember for the rest of my life, and that I'll say, I'll tell that story for the rest of my life because it impacted me so much. There are glimpses in your life with your kid that that are so meaningful, that are so precious and priceless uh, that give a glimpse of what their personality will be like. They give a glimpse of how well you're doing as a parent. You know, I mean, because if your if your kid comes up to you and says, fuck you, dad, I hope you die and runs into their bedroom and slams the door. You know what? That's a moment that is very telling of what you're doing as a parent. You know what I'm saying? So for your kid to to come to you and and say, hey, you know, I know that I can't share this with you, but I want you to know in so many words, I can't wait to be able to share this experience with you. It's it's very telling uh, of of the job that you're doing as a parent and and how you're you're grooming your kids. And so if there's anything I, I, I would say to you and to Brooke, like. I am fully confident that you guys are going to do an impeccable job in raising uh, your children. Um, but to to really look for these these moments in time um, that are that are very telling of they're they're like ear markers of the job that you're doing, and take them and hold on to them, and and let them be encouragement uh, to you for the times where you're not doing so good. The times where you feel like a, a, a failure as a father or a failure, failure as a mother. Remember the times that were so good, that were so telling, that that talked about the good things that you've done because there are things that they'll remember and it's things that, that are emotionally charged for them that are that are really shaping, helping to shape their worldview and... and um, and their maturity. So, like, just don't minimize anything. You know, take those small wins and really hold on to them, uh, and 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 let them be reminders for you in the times that are bad. Because there will be bad times. There will be good times. There will be bad times. Sometimes there may be bad times that are heavier than the good times. Uh, but but try to keep it, you know, in balance. So that you keep moving forward with the positivity, with the with the good energy, with the positive spirit, um, and and you guys are going to be okay. No doubt about it. Hell yeah! There you go. Boom. Well, I appreciate it, man. I hope that made sense. I was kind of, I felt like I was kind of rambling at the end, but I, I knew I was trying to say it. I mean, I've got a lot of emotion. I'm really, really excited for you guys. I'm very happy for you guys. And I can't wait to meet Baby Lunt. 
<laughs> for sure. Me either. Um, so both me and Jenna are extremely excited for you guys. And uh, I'm glad that we took the time uh, in this podcast to really discuss it. So, Yeah, I think it would be cool to kind of keep whoever's listening kind of updated if they even care. <laughs> yeah. But let us know when uh, the baby grows fingers. Yeah. yeah. I think it's this week, actually. Really? Yep. All right. Cool. But I'll keep you posted. We got an app, you know. Of course you do. Because it's <laughs> the 21st century. There's an app yep. for everything. It's 2018. <laughs> Sweet. Well, let's wrap this one up, man. Yeah, brother. Where can, uh, where can people text find us? from my wife. Hey, what are you doing? <laughs> it's been fun, bro. For sure. Where can we be found? Well, the easiest way is uh, com. You can find all our links there. Um, I know we're working on getting some articles up and doing that whole thing, too, so there'll be some extra content. Yeah. But yeah, if you're uh if you're an iTunes person or a Google podcast person or a SoundCloud person, you ain't got no excuse. Just go to the website, click on what you want to click on and follow us. Indeed. And yep. go ahead and rate us wherever you're listening to us, you know. It doesn't take long. We ain't asking for your money. The least you could do is give us some love. Five stars, baby. Yeah, yeah. Five stars in a comment. That'll help us out. Instagram and Twitter at UnchurchPod. Let's keep it going. That's it. All right, cool. All right, Sean Dizzle. It's been fun. Until next time, bro. All right, peace. Peace.